Gracious Father, it's easy to get pushed by a schedule. Lord, we desire to be pushed by the Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask that you see the sincerity in our hearts, and uh, we declare to you we are sinners and we need the blood of Jesus to cover us at all times. And Lord, we desire to aspire to be like Jesus only by your grace. So Father, bless my brothers and sisters in this humble little room and ask that uh, to drill open our hearts and our minds uh, to be open for what heaven would teach us this today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, we're doing a seminar in six parts. First and fourth will be done by myself. Second and fifth will be done by Amy Shepard. And, and uh, third and sixth will be done by... No. Two and... Anyway, you'll find out when you, if you <laughs> sit around here. This, this sermon is, uh, the, the seminar is entitled, A Work That Must Be Done, A Prophecy of Public Campus Ministries. And I am uh, Program Director for the Michigan Conference uh, Public Minist Campus Ministries Department uh, in Michigan. My name is Justin Kim, by the way, if you guys want to take notes. You guys can tell who the, pu the public students are because you're writing down everything that I'm saying already. Uh, that's only something that campus, campus kids do. Uh, today is a nice day. Today is a nice day. Uh, which is good. It shows you that you're attentive and, and you're used to the seminar format. What we're going to purport today is the need for campus ministries. And for those of you, how many of you are in a campus ministry right now, either as a student or as a worker right now? Please raise your hand nice and high. Be unashamed of who you are and show your armpit stains that you have. Okay, good, 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 good. Um, we want to, at least for those of you listening in, uh, we want to at least inspire and instruct on why we should do campus ministries. This is not a stage in your life that while you're in campus that you do campus ministries. While you're on a university campus, this is a calling that we're, we're, we're trying to uh, get the word out on. Mm -hmm. Today, my, the first session will be a study in spirit of prophecy, a spirit of prophecy. Ellen White has a lot to talk about uh, public campus ministries, and it's a, lot, a lot of them are instructions, and a lot of them are warnings, and I think it's very fruitful for do a study. So if in this first seminar there's a lot of spirit of prophecy quotes here, that are the writings from Ellen White, please don't be discouraged. I don't believe the other seminar is going to be such. Uh, but this one is, just because of the nature of it. Okay, the subtitle is The Prophecy of Public Campus Ministries. In the 2003 General Conference Commission report on higher education, they're estimating that 75% of Adventist young people were currently enrolled in non-Adventist educational institutions. Is that a high number? Okay, that is a conservative estimate. Uh, recent estimates uh, have pushed up to 91 or 92%, okay? What, the remaining percentage is, is either not going to college, which is popular in the southern or the midwestern states, or they're going to Adventist institutions such as Andrews, um, I'm going blank, uh, <laughs> Southern La Sierra, UC, PUC, BUC, whatever the UCs there are out there. Uh, so what's happening? The rest of the youth are going to state schools because one, they're cheaper. They're going to better schools academically because they're academically better. There's more opportunities. There are um, majors that are being offered, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay? What's happening is you have the most talented young people who are entering into a field where they can easily lose their faith. Okay? That's just potential future tithe money that the, that the church could be uh, raking back in. Okay? I'm not having a cynical, eh, the church is after your money perspective, but this is a reality, yes? Shouldn't we all pay, pay tithe? Yes. 
And if we go and get a higher degree and we go into the world and make money and the Lord blesses us, shouldn't that money go back to the Lord's work? It should. But if they lose their faith on campuses, what happens to that future potential? It's gone. And then the smartest Adventists, actually, if, if the opportunity is given to them, they're going to go to the Harvards and Yales, MITs and Stanfords, and if they lose their faith. So this is a huge exodus of the church. The church is very scared to invest in secular education because, one, they don't believe in it, and they shouldn't. They shouldn't in, uh, believe in secular education. But if 75 to 92 percent of the young people are leaving, shouldn't they invest in a ministry for students in that field? Okay, do we invest in people in prison? Yes. Okay, does that mean we endorse people who are going to prison? No, <laughs> right? But we're ministering to them because they're there anyway, okay? Uh, 2003, you can find that. You can go to the, the, uh, the link is there. That was access 2005. And next year, in the 2010 GC session, there will be another report, and we'll get you an update if that happens. What is education? What is education? And by the way, this is um, to kind of blast some of you. Education is not a degree. I know you know that. But what is education? Education is not a bachelor's degree. It's not knowing more stuff. It's not using high vocabulary just because you know it and use it in a public setting and pretend you're smarter than everyone else. That's not education. Ellen White writes, it starts from birth. You are educated since you are in your mother's tummy. and continues throughout life and throughout eternity. It's in the context of the great controversy. Okay? Now, I'm going to go fast here because this stuff is just for you. Just wash it over your brain. And later we're going to go into the main stuff. I'll tell you when it is and you can start writing that. Okay? <laughs> the great controversy where character development for humanity and the ministry of Jesus. Character development is the main point of education. Okay? Is character development the main focus on public universities right now? Does the professor care less about your moral and ethical foundation outside of philosophy professors? Okay, and the majority of those philosophy professors have a different agenda altogether. Uh, education should lead individuals uh, to be like Jesus in character and also to be what? Useful. And that's the primary focus of education, to be useful. University students, after they graduate, are they useful? Uh, you know, you're not answering because you feel guilty and saying uh, no, but you're, you're not useful. I mean, what, what, what function do you have in society? None whatsoever. You just mooch off of a democratic system that we have today. How are you useful? And that's what we need to learn. And can you be useful in a public university? Yes, you can. Okay? And hopefully that GYC students and, and Adventist students who are converted can, can, can get that. Uh, councils the teachers and, and something, I think that's what CT stands for, page 49. To bring man back into harmony with God, so to elevate and ennoble his moral nature that he may gain, again reflect the image of the Creator is the great purpose of all the what? And the? Okay. Education, page 13. I'll just read the first sentence because you're getting discouraged because of the large paragraph. True education means more than the perusal of a certain course of study. Amen? So just because you take organic chemistry does not mean you're educated in organic chemistry. If anything, you don't know anything about organic chemistry. You just cram for it the night before, you get the A on the test, and then you download it out of your system the day after, right? And you get the A, and then you get into medical school, and you don't know anything about organic chemistry, okay? You're not educated. You just know how to play the system that's in the university. That's if you're smart. If you're dumb, you just keep fa failing and failing and failing. Okay? And I'm going to continue reading. It means more than a preparation for the life that now is. It has to do with the whole what? Okay, and we're going to talk about that. Okay, true education, it is, it fights against the secularism of non-Avenist schools. That's what true education should be. And that's what the model of Avenist schools should be. Is that the case today? And I'm not going to answer that. I'm going to let you answer that in your mind in silence. Now, according to a, a, uh, an article in Avenist Review a couple years ago, 
This guy said that there is virtually not a lot of difference between Adventist schools and non-Adventist schools in terms of curriculum, also in terms in social atmosphere. Okay, what's happening? What is happening? Okay, we at GYC want to find out the best of the best and get find people who are in secular universities, get them converted, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later on. But also to find out conversion also needs to take place also on Adventist universities. Okay? Just because you grew up as an Adventist and you went to an Adventist institution and you go to an Adventist graduate institution does not mean you're converted. On the contrary, you become inoculated to conversion. Whereas if you're in a public university, if you don't get swept away by the ideas, you, because you're fighting against the grain all the time, many times you have a more higher percentage, and this is not statistically verifiable, to get converted, right? If you're fighting against the system. Okay? You get swept away with it, you get swept away with it. True education is a battleground of ideologies between Satan and God over the minds of young people. True education, educational schools were to emphasize the study of scripture, to develop the whole being, prepare ministers and evangelists, shows the harmony between what and what. Is that happening today? Don't answer. Show the superiority of heavenly education above worldly instruction. Dangers of public education. Temptations with worldly education resulting in becoming what? Educated worldlings, okay? Is it a temptation to be one of these educated worldlings? Yes or no? Okay. And you know it. Either you've heard about it or you had a great professor who just knows to articulate and defend and purport a certain ideology with a certain eloquence. You're just like, wow, I don't know what he said. I don't understand. He must be smart. I want to be like him or her and da 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 Okay? So you want to be like these people, you have no idea what they're talking about. Potential development of indifferent attitudes toward the principles of truth. What happens is this. You hear something in class, and you realize, oh, that's wrong. And your first reaction is like, that's wrong, that's wrong. But you hear it enough times, you're like, well, that's his opinion, that's his opinion. And you keep hearing, and you're like, well, that's how it is. And you keep hearing, you keep hearing, you keep hearing, and you're like, well, maybe that's not what it is. And then just, it's not the, the argument or the rationality of the ideology. It's the consistency of the argument that's being relayed over and over and over again. It's like a really, really bad commercial over and over again for an hour, and you pay $40,000 for it. It leads to the rejection of the Holy Spirit. The third point is disruption of truth that will lead to a rejection of all truth, especially the what? Scriptures, and you end up thinking about common ideas for the rest of your life. Okay? Uh, you study, you know, oh, the, 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 the fruit fly, and you study that forever and ever and ever. And you don't think about these larger things, although there's larger things to discover in a fruit fly, but you get, you get boggled on the wing shape of a fruit fly that has no bearing to your eternal salvation whatsoever. Uh, philosophical speculation and scientific research where skepticism would be aroused. Young people were especially attracted to what? Is that true? Okay, you don't see old people who are skeptical, you see young people who are skeptical. Is that, is that right, really? And then they, they think they're smart when they, when they ask that question. Uh, the stamp left upon uh, in these students by such places is almost what? Okay, you say it as if you don't know what that word means. You can't read it. You can't read it? Oh, yeah, there's a lot of vowels in there. Yeah, ineffaceable, meaning it's unerasable. I know what you want to mean. Okay. Meaning, once you have this impression in your mind, it's hard to get it out of your system. Is that true? Yes. We must be careful lest secular education shall absorb every what? Spiritual interest. Okay, now, this is the time to write. There is a chapter, I'm going to tell every person in this room, you have to go home, read it, 
You got to memorize it, cut it out of your Ellen White book, you know, download it from the internet, put it on your refrigerator, make it into a fortune cookie, whatever you guys got to do. <laughs> is It's found in 3SM. That means Selected Messages, Volume 3, Chapter 26. Okay, Chapter 26. We're going to read the whole chapter today, this morning. Is that okay with you? Okay, are you going to be weary? Okay, I, I, I know for those of you guys who have been in college, you have read more boring stuff than this. So you, you're, you're, you can do this. You can do this, okay? Come in, come in, come in. You're late, but that's okay. We love you. If we know you, if we don't know you, we'll, we'll, we'll think about loving you. Okay, so here, chapter 26. She writes, it would be what? Perfect. Perfect. What? Perfect. Now, she doesn't say save. She uses an adjective there. No, she uses an adverb there. Perfectly safe. What? For our youth to enter the colleges of our land. Now, she just said previously, this is dangerous, this is dangerous, this is dangerous, this is dangerous. Now she says, it will be perfectly safe. Huh. Are you contradicting yourself, Ellen White? To enter the colleges of our land if they were converted when? Every day. Now, do you understand? If you enter a public university, you must be converted every day. The one day that you're not converted, is it possibly converted every day? And this is conversion is not changing your membership from a Baptist church to an Adventist church. That is not conversion. We're not talking about that. We're talking about renewal, transfigurative uh, experience in Jesus Christ every single morning. Okay? See Jesus every morning. I know it's hard to get up in the morning when you're in college, but when you, when you do get up in the morning, okay, sometimes it's not morning, sometimes it's in the afternoon, but when you get up, you need to have an experience with Jesus, and that day that you are not converted is the day when Satan will pounce upon you and start something will lead to a, a life that should not be where you should be. Yes? Every day. That very day, oh, I skipped. But if they feel at liberty to be off guard, what? One day, that very day, Satan is ready with his snares, and they are overcome and led to walk in false paths, forbidden paths, paths that the Lord has not set up. Yes? Okay. Now, shall professed Christians refuse to associate with the unconverted? Is this a question that all of you had? Okay. Here I am on a campus, and like on Friday night, people are partying. People are here, are, hack, are doing, guys and girls are doing extracurricular activities together that they shouldn't be doing. There are, you know, drinks that they're drinking they shouldn't be doing. What, what should I do? There, there's a party going on here. There's a nice party going on here. There's a Christian thing going on here. Do I interact with them, or do I not interact with them? Yes or no? Okay. Now, there, there's, there's two extremes. One is like, well, I'm a Christian, and if I want to be firm in my beliefs and want to be evangelistic, I'm going to go to everything and everyone and hang out and just be myself and experience everything on campus. Yes? Do you know people like that? Okay. And then there's the other side that says, I'm afraid of the world. And they go inside their closet, and they, they take their Bible and their chemistry book, and that's all they do for four years. <laughs> and they never come out. And when they come out, their skin is white because they haven't seen it. Now, she's asking this question. This is a very good question. Shall we, shall we refuse to associate with the unconverted and seek to have no communication with them? She says what? What's the answer? No. no. They are to be with them in the world, but not of the world, but not to partake of their ways, not to be impressed by them. Whoa! How many cups are you drinking? Whoa! Whoa, are you? Wow, that's a cool dance. Whoa, this music. Whoa! I'm, I'm exaggerating, okay. Not to have a heart open to their customs and practices, okay? Their heart must be for their souls, not for their activity. Yes? 
Their associations are to be for the purpose of drawing others to Christ. Here is the danger of our youth. The attractions of these institutions are such, and the teachings so intermixed with error... Sounds like a rap. Awesome. Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah. Do you need this? No. Back guys, Asian guys, do you guys need this? <laughs> You're good. Okay, good. Are you Asian? Oh, half Asian. Okay, two and a half. Cool. Here's the danger of our youth. Da, da, da. The attractions of these institutions are such that the teaching is so intermixed with error and sophistry, they cannot discern the poison of sentiment mingled with the useful and precious. Do you understand this? She's saying the information that you learn, is it useful? Yes. Is it precious? Yes. Is it sound research? Yes. But it's mixed with what? There is such an undercurrent that it works in such a manner that many do not perceive it. And it is constantly at work. Certain ideas are constantly advanced by the professors and repeated over and over. At last, the mind begins to assimilate and conform to these ideas. And what happens is this. If you listen to a lecture and the presuppositions are atheistic. You may disagree with the atheism, but you're not familiar with the atheistic presumptions. So that later on, when you go further into the theory, you actually start picking up the atheistic presumptions and you become an atheist yourself without you ever realizing them. And at the whole time, the student thinks, I know what I'm learning. I know what I'm getting myself into. Okay. What I'm talking about is on universities, Drugs and alcohol and sex is the last thing we have to worry about. It's the ideas that ruin the soul that we have to worry about. Just so, when infidel authors are studied, these men have sharp intellects, and their sharp ideas are presented, and the mind of the student is influenced by them. They are pleased with their brilliance. But where do these men obtain their powers of intellect? Where do they get their sharpness? From the fountain of all knowledge. But they have prostituted their powers. They have given them as a contribution to the devil. And don't you think the devil is smart? Many are traveling the devil's tracks by reading infidel authors. Satan is a sharp being, and they fall in love with his what and what? And they're like, man, Satan, you're so awesome. We love your intelligence. To many of our youth, there's a great danger in listening to the discourses that are given by those who are in the world and are called great men. These discourses are often of a highly intellectual nature. Don't, don't, don't buzz out. Keep with me, okay? And prevailing errors of science, falsely so-called, and of popular religious doctrine are mingled with wise sayings and observations. But they undermine the statements of the Bible and give impression that there is reason for questioning the truth of the inspired word. Now listen to this. This is, this is crazy. This is Harry Potterish. They repeat the falsehoods that Satan put into the mouths of the serpent and educate the youth in delusions. This is the kind of education the enemy delights in. It is what? Those who receive and admire the sentiments of these so-called great men in danger are in great danger, for through the subtlety of the enemy, the sophistical reasoning of these false teachers takes root in the heart of our youth, and almost imperceptibly, they are converted from truth to error. Don't you want to go back home and go back to school now? Yes. Okay. But the conversion should be just the other way. Our young men 
and women, you do that, you know, do the whole political correct thing. Our, our young people <laughs> who have seen the evidences of the verity of truth should be firmly established and able to win souls to Christ from the darkness of error. This is what we're saying, okay? This is a public ministry, this is, this is campus, this is GYC, this is a basic message. You need to win a soul to battle the ideas on campus. You can't just sit there and be like, I'm just going to not absorb these ideas. I'm going to wait four years, and I'm going to win it out. No, you got to win a soul. you got to do evangelism on campus. That's the only way to push back this force out and out and out. Okay? doesn't mean you have to be successful in winning a soul, but you need to try winning a soul and do, put all your energies in, put, in winning a soul. And that means getting a 4.0 GPA to win a soul also. Yes? We'll talk about that. The youth who go to Ann Arbor, now this is the crazy thing. I'm at Ann Arbor, the University of Michigan is mentioned in this prophecy, okay? The youth who go to Ann Arbor must receive Jesus as their personal savior or they will build upon the sand and their foundation will be swept away. The spirit of Jesus Christ may, must regenerate and sanctify the soul and pure affection for Christ must be kept alive by humble daily trust in God. Christ must be formed within the hope of glory. Let Jesus be revealed to those with whom you associate. Be unashamed. Now this uses the example of the Waldensians. You guys know who the Waldensians are? They like sewed in Bible stuff and they're like, hey, you want some of this? And anyway, <laughs> The Waldensians entered the schools of their world as students. They were missionaries. They made no what? They made no pretensions. Okay? They weren't weird. You know, they wouldn't walk around in suits and ties on campus and say, hello brother, how are you? And they, 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 were, they, they made no pretensions. Apparently they paid no attention to anyone, but they lived out what they believed. They never sacrificed principle, and their principles soon became known. Yes? Don't you want to be, become like this kind of student on campus? You already are. This was different from anything the other students had seen. And they began to ask themselves, what does this all mean? Why cannot these men be induced to swerve from their principles? The worldly students were encouraged to make inquiries, and as the simple story of the truth as it is Jesus was told, their minds, what? Beautiful. Those who have the Spirit of God, who have the truth wrought into their very being, should be encouraged to enter what? Now she says this, for like writing, like a lot of, she's writing, she's writing, don't go to these colleges, don't go to these colleges, it's dangerous, it's dangerous, they don't go. But then she says, but those who have truth in their very most inner being, what I'm saying is this, if you have weakened faith, get out of your school. You're not going to be an Adventist in, in two or three years. You meet a nice guy, a nice girl who's not an Adventist, goodbye. We're not going to see you ever again. Unless you have a kid and the kid drives you insane, you might come back to church. You might come back to church. Praise Lord for crazy children. <laughs> okay. But if you are, if you have truth in your very being, and if you're converted, and you're converted every day, stay on these campuses. Duke it out every single day. As Daniel and Paul did, she continues, each should study to see what is the best way to get the truth into school, that the light may shine forth. Let them show that they respect all the rules and regulations of the school, but they should also tell inquirers in simple language as they can of the simple Bible doctrines. And this is the point, okay? College students know how to uh, present the gospel, okay? But in simple language, okay? You need to be contrast, uh, a contrast from your professors. Professors can talk for long periods about nothing, impress you, and you can be bored all at the same time. <laughs> right? You can be so, you can learn a lot, but learn absolutely nothing at the same time. It's, it's just a wonderful talent that they have. Okay? You need to be con a contrast to that. 
And if, if, if with your lifestyle and your, if you're a vegetarian, your vegetarianism, your Sabbath keeping, these weird things that you do, okay, are we weird? Yes, we are. Praise the Lord we're weird. You go on campus, everyone's weird. <laughs> There's people out there who have a different sexual orientation. Are they ashamed to be that? No. It's the one area in society where you can be yourself and no one cares. And people ask you about it. There's people there who had green hair. Now, when I started college, the, 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 the earring thing was starting. Not just one earring, but all over the ear. Like, there's this one hole in your ear, okay? And it had green hair, and then, like, the, 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 the eyebrow thing. And then they're blinking, it's in there. It's just... But no one could care less. It's just who they were, and you ask them. And then here we are like, eh, I'm afraid, I'm a Sabbath, I don't know what to do, vegetarian. Like everyone's a vegetarian on campus, aren't they? At least for four years and then they go back to meat eating afterwards. Be weird for Jesus. But don't be weird according to the way you want to be weird. Find out what the Bible, the Bible is weird in itself already. Okay? Find the security in Jesus who saved you from where you should have been and be who you're, yourself. Simple language explain the doctrines, explain the gospel mess, explain. But, she says this, But I scarcely, I scarcely dare present this method of labor, for there is danger that those who have no connection with God will place themselves in these schools. Is that what's happening? So you have individuals. Now, I'm an Asian. If you're Asian, uh, you have parents who are insane. Okay, that's just the, the reality of it. For those of you who are, are islanders, your parents are insane too. Okay. Okay. White folk, you got it easy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Please don't be mad. I'm just trying. <laughs> parents who are often unconverted themselves will push for their children to go to the highest levels of education. It's because they love us they do that, yes? But we're also their insurance policy. We're also validation for their lives being here in America. Okay. Now, whether you're white, black, or uh, that racial thing was just a comment, it was just a joke. Okay. But whatever the motivation it is that you're there, okay, you have to rethink all of it. And that's what we're asking for you to do today, th this GYC. Can you viably sustain your faith on a campus? whether you're a graduate student, whether you're a doctoral student, or whether you're uh, a frosh, okay, a little, little guy. Okay. Can you viably sustain your faith? Do you know how to do a devotion every day? Now, if you don't, we're going to talk about that. You've got to make sure you get the 4.0 GPA, and we emphasize this. Academic excellence. Your faith is not an excuse for you to be stupid. We're, we're, the, the day of stupid Christians is over. Richard Dawkins has killed enough of us, okay? We need to proactively purport. Did you know the Seventh-day Adventist gospel message, biblical message, is the answer to Richard Dawkins, the answer to Daniel Dennett, the answer to Sam Harris? When you're talking about theodicy and some of the great, some of the, the great controversy actually has the answer to this. But guess what? Our students are eating veggie chicken in our closets by ourselves. Now, if you can't sustain your faith, you need to get out of there. You need to go somewhere else where you can sustain your faith. Or, and I'm not saying that's an Adventist school. I'm not, I'm not saying whatever. Okay, but you need to go somewhere you can. But if you're challenged and if you want to do it, 
come to every, every, everything. And if you get somewhere else to go, go there too. Okay? But we'll listen to this one afterwards. Okay? 4.0 GPA is important. We need to win our professors. Joseph in the Bible went to University of Cairo. He won Professor Pharaoh, Professor Potiphar, the dean. Okay? Daniel went to the professor, uh, University of Babylon. He won Professor who? Nebuchadnezzar. Paul started a campus ministry. We're saying is campus ministries needs to take launch. Now here's the thing. The General Conference a couple years ago, I think about 10, 15 years ago, created an initiative to start public camp, uh, secular public campus, something long, okay? They, they, start, they started this. Okay. But because this is church organization and structure, and it's how they, is, uh, how they are, and I'm part of that structure, it, they, it just got too big. So they gave it under three departments, under chaplaincy, under youth, and under education. Now guess what? You take a project, and you give it under three departments, what happens? All three departments shout in hallelujah, and they say, let's work together, and they, they organize the work, and they get it done. Is that what happens? Okay. Now, I'm not criticizing the church in any way in whatsoever. I'm part of the church. I'm a church pastor, unfortunately. Okay. But what I'm trying to do, okay, what GYC is trying to do, what we're trying to do in Michigan with the, with the campus initiative, is say, we can't wait for the church. If the church gets on board, praise the Lord, and they're going to help us. They will. They're on, they're on board. They're getting there. The NAD just got something through. Okay. But initiative needs to take place, I don't know, guess where? Guess where? Here. Now, I know that sounds Obama-esque. Okay? It's like, yes, we can, all that stuff. But it's the reality. Okay. The reality. What we're looking for people is who have a calling to win souls on campus. Now, a lot of you are thinking, well, I'm just in camp on a university, I'll do ministry on the meantime. Or other of you are like, I'm looking for a wife, so I'll do this thing and find a nice person, I'll get out of it, I'm looking for a husband. No, if that's your motive, fine, we'll, we'll take you temporarily, but we're looking for people who are really into this, who have the intellectual rigor, but also the heart of Jesus. Okay? We also need people who are normal. Okay, so if you're weird, we just... Well, hey, you're cool too. Okay, anyway, let's, let's keep reading this. She says this, But I scarcely dare present this method of labor. She goes to that whole chapter. This is the last paragraph, by the way. So, okay, so you can calm down. The whole thing, she goes to the whole thing. Da, 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 and she says, But I'm kind of, kind of scary to present this. Why? For there is a danger that those who have no connection with God will place themselves in these schools. And instead of correcting error and diffusing light, what will happen to them? Are you afraid of that? And I think to be afraid of this is a healthy fear to have. Your salvation is at stake. The last, last sentence is this. But this work must be what? This is awesome. And it, it will be done. It will be done by those who are led and taught of God. As you're sitting here, what we're saying is this. We're looking for individuals. If you're already in campus, praise the Lord. We need to convert you. We're trying to find people. And if you're not on a campus, you need to get on campus, you've got to get involved in campus some way. But this, 
those who go to campus for the sole purpose of winning souls. Getting degree is a secondary perk that you get along while you're there. Is that making sense? It's not like you're going there to get the degree and souls are the additional perk. You're going there for the souls, you're going there for the professors, and the degree is just a perk afterwards. Now you understand, this is an American, the, the American travesty is this. We go to, I don't know, Africa, Asia, we go on a mission trip. Our primary objective is a holiday. Yes or no? Yes? We go and do, do uh, sanctified tourism. And then on the secondary perk is, eh, we do an evangelical series and we do a mission trip and we build a church. That's the secondary perk. It's the, it's the priorities that we need to rearrange. Yes? Yes. Now, if you make soul winning your number one priority, guess who will help your academics? Now, that being said, some of you are thinking, okay, for, in order for me to get the GPA, then I'll do No, so you, get, you can't overthink it. I know, because that's, this is what happened to me. I, over, I, I overthunk it. You know what I mean? I, over, I overthunk <laughs> it. <laughs> Ask the Lord. Seeking Jesus is, the, is, is a simple answer, and it is the answer. Okay. Jesus will convert you. And he'll, he'll rearrange the priorities if you ask him to. Okay. What we're looking for people is to get intellectual excellence. 3.9 GPAs is unacceptable. 4.0 GPA is acceptable. What's ideal is 4.1 or 2 if, it, if it's graded and if you have one of those advanced and whatever. You know, okay, higher is better. Why? If you have a 2.6 GPA, anyone have a 2.6? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> 2.6 GPA. And if you have it, uh, I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of someone else who has 2.6. If they have a 2.6 GPA and they're a godly person, and they go to that profession and say, you know what, I want to witness to this guy, and gives them a copy of Steps to Christ or Great Controversy, will the professor take the student seriously? Now, if you have a 4.0 GPA, and you've come to every single class, and you're not the annoying person who sits in the front that raises a hand after every sentence, but it kind of sits in the third or fourth row, and it's kind of the normal one, but it's nice and charming and winsome and, 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 and nice and just asks good questions and gets the 4.0 GPA and helps all the other students around and strategically ask questions in the lecture to help out the professor, to engage the discussion, and makes that, 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 that lecture in a vibrating experience. Can a student do that? Yes, a student can. A lot of professors need it. Professors are horrible. Do you know that? Some of them just, I don't know how they got their PhD. Anyway, <laughs> if you do that, and at the end of the semester, you go into office hours and you say, hey, professor, I just really appreciate this, da 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 you do your buttering thing that you do, and you say, hey, I just want to give you a gift for being an awesome, and you don't have to be as brown nosy as that. Hey, can you read this book? What will they do? What will they do? I know a friend, and I'm going to, this is a racial stereotype, but that's okay because I'm a sociologist. I can, I can say these things, and I'll give you the, the statistical analysis afterwards. Asians are just good at math, right? Asians are good at math. Now, one of my friends, he's an African-American, okay? Not so good at math. Not so good at math. But he said, I'm going to make soul winning my number one priority. So guess what? This guy just excels in math. And he says, you know what, how can I be useful in my classroom? Well, I'll start a tutoring session. Guess who comes out to the tutoring sessions? 
Koreans. <laughs> now, that's not the most politically correct thing to say, but this is a real, this is a real life scenario, yes? You have Koreans, you have Chinese, and some of these Chinese are, are, from, are from China. They've never heard of the name Jesus ever in their lives. They're, they're, from, they're communists. Not really, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we need to win them too, amen? Well, guess what? In another scenario, two communist ladies are getting their PhDs in, in North America. They are here to name Jesus for the first time in their lives. Isn't that exciting? Uh, Tell me, what is this name Jesus? What, what is this? We're like, uh... <laughs> Have you ever seen a movie before? <laughs> Isn't that sad when you rely on a movie for their first experience to be Jesus, then yourself, and then a Christian? Anyway, but they got converted. They go back to China. What I'm saying is this. Campuses are also international breeding grounds for mission work. Okay? North America, the sad point is young people are, are less and less going to college. Graduate degrees are being less and less popular. But guess who are getting graduate degrees? I did graduate, I was in, a, I was in a, a hospital research program. All the grad students were from Japan, China, India, England, and Germany. I was the only American there. I'm not a real American either. I mean, I'm, I'm an American, but you know, I'm you know, not the stereotypical American. <laughs> What I'm saying is this, if we stop going out to the world, the world is now coming to America. Okay? It's an international breeding ground. I know also another story. Girl, she was in history class. Did one, it was a boring history class. History is boring. For the history majors, I don't know how you handle it, but <laughs> boring. She does her best in history class. She does her absolute best. She goes above and beyond. She does research. Now, I know this sounds inspirational, and you must be thinking this person's a dork and a nerd and like, has no social life. I'm telling you, they're normal. Okay? They, have a, they have a social life, they're normal and whatever. Okay? But they go about, because they want to win the professor. Okay? They want to win the class. Okay? They weren't annoying about it. They weren't belligerent. They weren't handing out CDs to every person after class every single time. Okay? But what they did is this. They got a 4.0 GPA, and afterwards, they went to the professor. Said, hey, professor, whatever. Really appreciate your class. While doing research for your class, I also did some side research in history. And I did my paper on the Reformation historical period. And I have this book here. Do you know what book I'm talking about? And I think there, it's, there's a lot of research here. Now, she, has also, she also canvassed before she started. So she, you know, she, she, she does the whole canvassing thing. And she opens the book. Puts it in his hands. How many of you have cold before? <laughs> Puts it in his hands. Opens some nice color, color pages. <laughs> goes to the back. There's nice references here. Now, when the professor was not impressed by the color pages, was not impressed by the binding of the book, but when he saw the back references, he was like, bing! <laughs> He's like, hey, I know this guy. Uh, I know this guy. I know these, these, are, these, are, these are old references, but they're classical references. And guess what? That professor read that book that summer. Wow. Okay. We don't know the power that we have. Is she some abnormal super Christian who's a nerd and above and beyond and you know weird? No, she's just a normal person. A normal person. Bottom line from today, this, this first hour, this is a prophecy that's been mentioned. It is a work that must be done. It is a work that will be done. 
it will be done by church officials. Is that what it says? It will be done by the pastors and the elders and the old people. There's nothing wrong with old people. If you think you're old, you're not old. Okay, Methuselah's old, not old. <laughs> it needs to be done by us. Okay. And we've got to help each other. Do, do I know all the answers? We don't. We, but there's going to be a networking session. And this movement, this GYC movement, was started by secular Adventists. A secular... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. We were tired of this mediocrity in the church mediocrity in the world and we just wanted to we don't want to wait for anyone else just, let's just get it started by ourselves do you want to get this started we need your help now that doesn't mean you need to come up to us and sign up some sheet or whatever you need to get back on campus and, and do it win a soul for Jesus this afternoon or this today we're going to talk about um, Amy correct me if I'm wrong one is how to give a Bible study yeah tomorrow today is what how to do your devotions, okay? Now, it's not like, oh, read the Bible, and it's going to be a little bit different, okay? What's the third one? Um, lifestyle. Lifestyle. How to be weird, biblically, and for Jesus, okay? The fourth one, it's going to be on time management, okay? Time management. Time management is always a problem. Uh, it's still a problem for me. But we're going to we'll, we'll work it together, okay? The fifth one is what? Sorry, I'm, I'm ignorant. You guys have your programs yet, but... Friendship, how to be a friend, okay? Now, this, is, uh, this may sound stupid and cheesy and fuzzy-wuzzy, but it's not. You know, it's really hard to be a friend. It really is. There are too many Adventists who go through four years and not have a friend. They have acquaintances and classmates, but they don't have any friends, okay? How to connect one-on-one -on -one in the soul and get that connection going, okay? That's not being a nice person either, okay? Sometimes being a friend is being a mean person. And the last one is what? How to give a Bible, and that's, we save that till the end because we all, we all need to know that. There's also going to be two networking sessions. One is going to be on what? <laughs> International. International students, and the second one is, is going to be on, on campus, okay, uh, uh, the actual organization. Campus is an acronym for <sighs> the Center for Adventist Ministry to Public <laughs> University Students of the Michigan Conference of Seventh-day Adventist in the United States of the world and <laughs> of saints of Jesus Christ until the last days of whatever. whatever. Okay, that's, that's our official title, okay? Was that too much? No. Oh. <laughs> yes. Nobody's thinking. Come to two, three, four, five, and six. If you don't want to come, we understand. There's, a, there's got a bazillion other stuff. But uh, please make sure you listen to these uh, online all, by all means. But you want to come out to these things because there's, it's better with the interaction than not just the material itself. Okay? Any questions, conclusions, analyses, insults, inquiries, suggestions that you have? Yeah. Mike had some problems, so we had to take it away. Sorry about that. We, forgive me for the inconvenience. Anyone else? Any other questions regarding the material that was presented today? Yep. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Anyone else? By show of hands, how many of you are undergraduates? Oh, mercy. 
How many of you are grad students? Awesome. How many of you are, uh, are, are, are related to this, but not this, and like pastors or parents or workers or whatnot? Okay. Praise the Lord. Good, 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 good. Okay. Uh, undergrad as in uh, college. You're in high school. How many high schoolers? Oh, no way. Oh, good for you guys. Oh, welcome. Good. Okay, what we need is for this. Strategy is, is a couple points. One, go to your local church, get their help. Push for it. Uh, brother in the back, you can actually do this presentation by yourself. We can give you these slides if you want them. We can give you these materials if you want them. Do it in your own way. You can use my analogies and illustrations. Don't make the jokes that I do because you're, they're going to crucify you for it <laughs> in, in the local church. Uh, but do it in your own way, okay? Uh, but get your local church support, get the awareness out there. Try, if you fail, try again, learn, go to a, a training school, you can go to Life, you can go to Arise, you can go to uh, a bazillion other things, go to a booth, connect somewhere, get trained, and then come back, and you can do the seminar next year. Okay? Amen? Amen. Let's have a word of prayer, and we'll conclude for today. Yes. Or not for today, but for, for now. But anyway, let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, I believe that the, your Holy Spirit has spoken to certain individuals today. Lord, the, as, as in the, the, the end of the, the Gospel of Luke, your two disciples had their hearts burning within them. They, they wanted the Word of God to be expressed in their lives and to other people. Lord, there are souls in this room right now who are waiting to explode for your cause, but they're just waiting for the right time or the right place or, or something. Lord, I pray that, that they may explode on campuses. And Father, uh, for every person who, is in their, who in their heart has uh, assented to work for you on campuses, Lord, this is the hardest ministry out there. There are vitriolic individuals on these campuses. They are proactively fighting heaven on, 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 on in the very classrooms. Lord, I'd like to first, number one, pray for the students right now who are in campuses. Place a hedge around them, protect them, help them to choose the right classes. May they be evangelistic with their professors and their students and their PAs and their GAs and, and RAs and whatever A's out there. Secondly, Lord, I ask that you bless their parents, bless their family backgrounds, bless their grades. And Lord, third, I ask for those people on the fence who are not converted in this room to push them forward, push them to the Lord Jesus, drive them to the cross, that they may have a transformative experience here at GYC, that they may be willing to hear the words of the Holy Spirit himself, and that this GYC may be a beginning point for the next phase in their life. So, Lord, if, if we have said, if I've said incorrectly, if I have manifested something that I should not have, forgive me, Lord. Uh, may your grace cover everything and uh, strengthen us to pr proceed forward. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. This media was produced by Audioverse for GYC, Generation of Youth for Christ. If you would like to learn more about GYC, please visit www.gycweb.org. Or if you would like to listen to more free online sermons, please visit www.gycweb.org.
www.audioverse.org.